0: Hey, what's up? It's your boy, T-Doodler, um, in the middle of um, a low a low mood, and I'm going to try to keep it moving so that I don't bum you out, and maybe uh, talking to you will make me feel better, uh, but let's, let's get into it. Uh, tonight, I hung out with a, a bunch of my quote-unquote friends to watch Drag Race like we used to. And this is the first time I've seen everybody all at once since The Cabin. And I really thought I was in a good mood, a good place to do this, to see my ex and the other guy's ha- So the other guy got a new house and I haven't seen it um, because actually the moment he got the new house is when my ex and him started spending the nights together. And so I've kind of avoided any invitations, um, felt uncomfortable, but I was in a good mood. So I thought, why not go? And just, I felt like being the bigger person and I was close towards even like apologizing to my ex saying like, you know what, I'm sorry if I made this difficult. It is what it is, um, I want you to be happy. It wasn't meant to be between the two of us. And the night, honestly, was fine. I was good all night in this other guy's house. They weren't sitting next to each other on the couch, which I don't know if they did that for me or not, or if it was just chance. And I was enjoying the TV show and just, I was fine. And then when it was time for everyone to leave watching my ex not put on his shoes and seeing my ex and the other guy just both barefoot in this house. And the way my ex was moving around it, like when he got up to go to the bathroom and just, he went into the other guy's bedroom, that really hurt knowing like, um, they spend the night together most nights and that this is real. Like, our breakup is really, really, really real. And it's been real, but my ex has moved on to the... I mean, it's mind-boggling to me. I thought we had something very different that I've been fully on my own for the past nine months now. And my ex is just... I saw his, his baseball hat hanging on a hook In this other guy's house and so I'm um, driving home I was really spiraling and I was thinking text him text my ex text him a sad face start a conversation with him Um, and I I didn't Um, I sat in my car and before I started driving I texted a couple friends and then I got home and it's a sad night to come to my house alone. Um, it hasn't always been. Some nights it is, some nights it's not. And I'm trying, I can think about this workbook I have about behavior therapy. And I'm really trying. In my car, I was like, you need to get home. You need to not text him, and you need to turn to this workbook um, to really practice what's in it. Um, And I didn't share this before, and if you're familiar with the dialectical behavior therapy model, you are familiar with the R.E.S.T. acronym. And so R.E.S.T. stands for, I'm sorry, let me flip through the pages and find it. Well, okay, so the behavior therapy has four different parts. So number one, okay, this is already helping me seeing this. One, distress tolerance. So right now I'm in a moment of distress and it's my responsibility to tolerate it. And I'm paraphrasing, I'm not like representing this book very well. The second thing is mindfulness. So mindfulness will help you experience more fully the present moment. Okay, and then number three is emotion regulation. So skills to help you recognize more clearly what you feel and then to observe each emotion without getting overwhelmed by it. The goal is to modulate your feelings without behaving in reactive, destructive ways. So I'm really proud of myself. I already noticed I was in distress. I was, and then I was able to make sure I didn't react in a destructive way. And the fourth one is interpersonal effectiveness gives you new tools to express your beliefs and needs, set limits, and negotiate solutions to problems, all while protecting your relationships and treating others with respect. Okay, Um, so those are the four things that are kind of like the point of this. And then why can't I find the REST acronym? REST, okay. So now that you've identified some of your own self-destructive and problematic behaviors, as well as the costs, that was a former page. The first distress tolerance strategy you need to learn is rest. Oh, I wanna say, before I say what rest is, my own destructive pattern. Okay, I'm, I'm working through the workbook. This is so helpful. Thank you for listening to me talk through this. Um, one of the destructive behaviors I've identified that I need to stop, and I only figured this out from therapy, my when my mind is on a loop and it's like I've described this in therapy as picking an emotional scab um but over replaying painful thoughts over and over and over again and my therapist said um anger can be turned inwards towards ourself and so like when we're young it might look like a temper tantrum um banging our fists, kicking and screaming. But I think what happened to me was I was taught that that's not acceptable. It's not okay to show emotions. It's not okay to have emotions like that. And so I turned them inward and I kind of hurt myself emotionally. And so that is one of the destructive behaviors that I am actively trying to stop. And so now I turn to the R.E.S.T. acronym. And so R.E.S.T. R. Relax. So the first, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to read through all of these. Maybe this will help you. Um, I know some of you are familiar with this, so relax. The first step is to relax. Stop what you're doing. Freeze. Take a breath. Pause. Step away from the situation for a few seconds to get a different perspective. I did step away from the situation. I left. Okay. Just don't do what you normally do. I wanted to text him, and I didn't. Don't act impulsively, which is so hard. I need someone to tell me that that's, that, that's hard to not be impulsive. My, I wanted to, first of all, I was, we're all standing in like the living room, like ready to leave, and I'm ready to go. Everyone just turned into a circle and started talking, and my hand is on the doorknob, But it would have been awkward if I left. And I know, I I bet you're thinking, you still could have left. But I didn't want to, like, leave with a huff. So my hand is on the doorknob, and I'm just, like, listening to this small talk. And I'm like, I thought we were all going to leave. And my emotions were building. I wanted to, and this is something I've done in temper tantrums when I was an angsty teen. Open the door and slam it as hard as I could is what I wanted to do and I used to do it as a teenager and what's funny is once you do it once it feels so good that you don't do it one time you do it like two or three times and I just wanted to like slam the door and say are we all just pretending that you didn't just like cheat on me and then like now you have a new boyfriend this to me is wildly upsetting okay but I did leave so that's for relax I have more relaxing to do, but the next one is evaluate. Ask yourself what's happening in this situation. What are the facts? Just do a quick evaluation. You don't have to figure it all out and you don't have to do an in-depth analysis of why you're feeling the way you do. You don't even have to solve the problem if it's too complicated. Just do your best to get a general sense of what's occurring. Okay, I went to hang out with friends and one of my friends is my ex-boyfriend who um things ended badly i am really upset about it and i went to the other guy's house and um ha- i had a nice night watching tv and i got upset because i saw that my ex is spending the night there and that reminded me of our breakup um, and it brings up feelings of rejection okay that's fun that was fun to go through Um, I can ask myself questions like, how do I feel? I feel rejected, upset. I I felt like um, the walls of a cave were closing in on me. I felt like there was a knife in my chest, a knife in my stomach that was like bouncing up from my stomach to my chest and that my head was wrapped in... um, really hot saran wrap. The next one is set an intention. So, so far we have R-E-S, res, set an intention. The third step is to set an intention to do something. In this case, an intention is a target goal or plan about what you're going to do. Okay, so I decided that I would get home. I would not text him. I would do the dishes and I did some dishes and then I would talk to you and I would get out this workbook. Um okay. And it's saying that um with bigger problems I'll choose more advanced problem solving and communication skills that are later in this chapter or later chapters in this book. And the T in rest is take action. Finally, Take action. Put your plan into motion. Proceed mindfully, which means move ahead slowly and with awareness of what you are doing. Whatever your intention was in the last step, do it now as calmly and effectively as you can. Again, this action may not be the ultimate solution to your problem. I needed to hear that part. Okay. But if you follow these steps, your mindful action is likely to be healthier and more effective than the self-destructive actions you would have taken if you had just reacted impulsively. Okay. I'm really so happy I took this workbook out and talked through this. I hope this was helpful for you to hear me go through this. And again, I feel like upset that I'm bringing you this I want to call it nonsense. I want to call it drama. And it's hard because when I text friends about it, they really are at the point of saying, dude, what you, why did why did you put yourself in that situation? And this is what's weird. When I mentioned this to my therapist, when I mentioned like the upcoming lake house trip at the end of September, she smiled. She was like, oh, really? And like she wants me to go. I know she didn't say it, but she wants me to go. And so I'm like, okay, then go and put these dialectical behavior therapy strategies to the test. And I did have a really good cabin weekend, although it was painful and hard at the same time. Um, So um, I did say to my one friend that I would join the lake trip. Um, I think the last time I recorded, I left that as a A little bit of a cliffhanger. Um, And again, I don't know why I'm doing this to myself, but it's on the water. There are kayaks. I'm sorry if I said this already. There are kayaks. There's like a boat. There's Wi-Fi. So I'll be able to sit in a room and be on Instagram with um, you all. Um, Okay. And then let me read two... Radical acceptance quotes. I can't change what's already happened. The present is the only moment I have control over. Those are really good. Do I sound like I would benefit from a program? I think I would. Okay, that's something I can add to my toolbox. Um, I can also visit a favorite website. Okay, um... I also wanted to talk about. Um, this is small, but it made a big difference for me. I'm getting my laptop fixed this Saturday, and I haven't been able to make an appointment to get it fixed this entire pandemic, and I felt really lost without it. And so, even if I get to the place and they have to take it for like however many days and it might. I'm preparing myself now, it's gonna be delayed due to COVID. Ultimately, I'm gonna get my laptop back and that's gonna make me feel so much more connected because right now I only have my phone, which things are too small to really navigate through, or my desktop, which is old and really slow. That's why I haven't been able to do as much as I wanna do, like potentially planning a sober vacation which i keep getting really close to like really just pulling the lever on and making happen and then i get in my head about covid of like T doodler invites everyone into a covid trap and honestly what set me off i was feeling really confident like we all isolate beforehand we all get covid tests beforehand and then we agree to go um and we all are just like agreeing that we're all putting ourselves at this with the risk of the unknown that we're all just trusting strangers. But then The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his entire family testing positive for COVID was just a reminder that I don't need to do that. And I already have a quarantine group that I torture myself by hanging out with. Um, So I just, today was a tough one. Not okay. I'm not going to paint the whole day as tough. This past 35 minutes was tough. That's another part of this big picture day. Overall, the day was lovely. I got some work done. Um, I enjoyed being in my house today. And I cooked a little bit more. I had a trip to the grocery store. Um, But this, I just... I'm really... I just needed to rant about my feelings that... Without you, with, not you, but without anyone judging me for going to hang out with these friends, I needed to just say that it made me really sad. Um, and it was tough. But, hold up. Now that I'm checking in with my emotions again, I'm feeling relief and pride. So I'm feeling relief that my overwhelming emotions have somewhat passed, if not completely. I am really scared to lay down tonight. I don't want to replay these things in my mind. So that's what's tough. I can use all these coping strategies, but once I'm in bed and the lights are off and I'm not reading the workbook, I might, uh, so sorry, I might replay different images of them being together. Um, But I'm, relieved that my emotions have passed and i'm really proud that i went through the dialectical behavior therapy um bits that i know so i got i'm only on page 29 and already oh the next chapter i see is advanced distressed tolerance skills so i am gonna be fine um i messaged a cutie that i've messaged before and um honestly okay i'm gonna be real i think about inviting this i there's the okay all right you guys caught me you guys caught me there's a guy that i've met up with once and um we had a great connection um but what's really weird is i don't want to rush into anything new but i still want company but then I don't want to use anybody, aha. So that makes me alone. But I texted this guy and just the idea of, um, oh, okay, I want to read the text. I said, I said his name and then he said, sup dude, and I said, rough night and I want a distraction. And he said, oh no, what's wrong, sad face. And then in summary, I said that I hung out with the people I hung out with and what was upsetting about it. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, babe. Wait, you went to your ex's man's house? And I said, yep, trying to maintain friendships, and I feel like boo-boo the fool. And he sent the eye-rolling emoji, and he said, well, I'm trying to find the nicest way to say this, ha-ha. And I said, okay, do you want to hear me flirt? I said, just tell me i'm cute and he said you are the most adorable person i've met in a long time smiley face um why not ever because <laughs> i'm a needy person and i said thank you i'm sorry to bother you with all this and he said i meant that smiley face no you're fine i'm always willing to people i'm always willing to listen to people vent to me and it's 1105 I want him to come over right now to just like cuddle. Anyway, um, I don't know if I will, because it's already 11 and I did not sleep well last night. And that's the other thing I was, oh, it's today is day seven of no coffee. And I've been riding on this deep sleep train, Where i'm like oh my goodness i'm good i'm never gonna have a cup of coffee again in my life because the sleep is so good and last night i didn't sleep well at all and so i'm like my anxiety is back because when i don't sleep my anxiety really spikes and then um that makes not sleeping worse because then you're anxious about not sleeping and i'm sorry if you go through this and I'm just bringing up something you are familiar with because a lot of people struggle with this. And what's really upsetting to me is I've given up alcohol. It's been over two years and um, I quit caffeine and caffeine is supposed to help me sleep better and I'm in therapy and I bought the workbook and I didn't sleep well last night. And um, Okay, just caught myself whining Um, but sometimes we whine don't we if we had a sober vacation i think i one activity i would want to do is just circle vent time and we would sit in a circle and i would just ask that everyone get like uninterrupted 20 minutes and then maybe 20 minutes, and then we take a break for some tea. We go for a walk, and then we do the next person. I think that would be really lovely. And um, uh, one strategy in this book is to cry, that we can feel better after crying. And I just can't let it out. It's like a feeling of, like, I need to sneeze. And then I stop myself, and I think it's years of toxic masculinity, fragile masculinity, where, like... I'm not allowed to cry. And so it it's really hard where I I'm about to sob and then something stops me. And the closest thing I can compare it to is I'm pee shy. And there's something with like male public restrooms and the urinal. The idea of peeing at a urinal is like I'm I don't want to pee in front of people. And then I just get into my head and then I can't pee. And um Not being able to cry feels like that. Like, I have to do it so badly, but just the idea, even though no one's around, just the idea that someone would see me do this, I clamp up. Um, Oh my god, I just looked at my phone and had the message to this other guy open, and I was like, what if I was just, like, on the phone with him or, like, recording a voice note to him? That would have been really difficult for me um, embarrassing to say the least okay um, uh, you guys my my DMs are pretty dry. DM me DM me because anything I say that you relate to, I would love to hear it because today's been the end of the day was really tough um, but I think if you were to give me any advice, I think you would tell me to like focus more on this new guy because when I think about him, I do smile, and I deserve to smile. Okay, I can't believe we made it through this week. This has been a, a tough one for me. I don't know how it's been for you. Um, I'm also, I'm really proud of myself. I knew starting this, I was going to be in a gloomy mood, but I think I turned it around for the most part, because I don't want to, I don't want to dump just boohoo tears on your lap every time you listen to this um and if you're still listening thank you so much i really i i just have to say again my goal is to get to 100 recordings and then reevaluate. and so i really don't think this is going to be forever so that's why i can kind of make peace that like i'm taking up your time but someone okay someone said i shouldn't apologize for doing what I'm doing because, um, the goal is to keep you company and I, I really, I have so much doubt that anyone's playing this and is like, oh, I'm happy to listen to this guy talk about his ex again. said <laughs> I should talk about, um, okay, I'm ad-free. I said I would be advertisement-free. I'm still doing that and I do share how my thoughts work. That was my intention from episode one so that you would maybe feel less alone with, like, how your thought process works. Um, and I'm sharing bits I learned from therapy. Those were the intentions from the beginning, and I'm sticking to them. Um, but I should... You know what? I should make it my goal to hang out with this guy one more time to talk about how good that feels. He was a really good kisser. How about I leave you with that? He was a fantastic kisser, and I didn't want to... So we made out. Um And that but cooties um <laughs> and he was a much better kisser than my ex I, okay my ex was a great kisser but not with me and this other guy i would love for him to come over right now it's 11 11 p.m 11 11 make a wish Eleven eleven, 11 i wish he would come over and just make out with me and then we fell asleep okay um thanks for listening to this is this my longest recording ever with uh can i get okay I still can only accept positive feedback, but are we okay? (laughs) Have I dissociated? Am I? All right. I love you so much. Thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful weekend and you'll hear from me on Monday. All right. Goodbye. through that music that was your doodle breath cue and this is a little extra bonus if you listened through that and kept it playing hi <laughs> I'm trying to I'm sitting and I'm thinking about what I just recorded and I'm I'm smiling because I'm thinking there is growth there is progress I am ultimately okay. I, all I have is this present moment and the what's making it uncomfortable for me are my feelings, but I know enough about feelings that feelings will pass and this is my life, I should be enjoying it. And um, that helps me understand that like, I can't spend so much time in that upset place. And I can also acknowledge, I've spent a lot of time in that upset place. Direct, It's in direct connection to my childhood. And I'm figuring this stuff out. Oh, one more bit. I don't know if I explained this, but... Um, now I'm thinking, like, no one's going to hear this because I said goodbye, I love you already. But as I read this workbook, as it talks about, like, painful things... I'm having flashes of my childhood, Um, and so that's interesting. Um, So I'm thinking about my childhood a lot more than I have been, and it's painful but promising. All right, um, thank you again. I love you. Goodbye.